and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And Sean is with us again. Hi, Sean. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, this is another one of our 12 Days of Christmas movies, where in the 12 days, days leading up to Christmas, we talk about a holiday-themed film. This is a holiday thriller uh, set during, um, I guess, the Christmas season. And it is called Better Watch Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you know, going in, um, this is a difficult movie to talk about. Spoiler free. Uh, it has a lot of twists and turns, which sort of define it. And so because of that, um, we're, we're just, just know ahead of time we're going to talk about the plot and spoilers. Um, so this movie is only seven years old. So if you haven't seen it and you're thinking about watching it, just kind of be forewarned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Sean to talk a little bit about what it's, uh, what it's about. Yeah, so the premise, the premise is pretty simple. Um, it's kind of um, in a suburban neighborhood. Um, a 12-year-old boy and his friend, um, their parents are leaving for the night. They're being left with a babysitter. One of the boys has a longtime crush on the babysitter. Um, the babysitter arrives and then things start going awry. It's kind of leading up to spelling out like a little home invasion type thriller. Um, from that point, it's kind of the girl and the boys trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the home invasion. And then, like Matt said, um, twists and turns along the way. Things are kind of never as they seem and uh, events kind of get darker and more violent as the movie goes on and things <laughs> unfold from there. But um, yeah, it's kind of, it sets the stage as kind of a normal home invasion thriller and then kind of twists and turns along the way. But that's the the general premise of the movie. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what I think about this movie. Um, I think it's, it's supposed to be kind of a, a dark comedy horror thriller, but to me it, it just got a little too dark maybe a little too nasty. I don't know. I, I like, I, it's themed around Christmas. It takes place around Christmas. And I, I think maybe the only reason for that is so that it can maybe allude to home alone. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a, you know, a malicious home alone. Um, so there, there's that, but also you have, you kind of, you know, juxtapose the goodwill towards men theme of Christmas with, the horrible things that happen in this picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of a joke. I don't know. Um, so, but you know, it is Christmassy and the fact that there's lots of Christmas decorations and there's carolers, even there's Christmas sweaters. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a, a Christmassy movie, this has Christmas in it. It's just a very kind of dark and um, disturbing Christmas movie. So beware of that. I, I, I'm not sure if I liked it. I can't really decide. Matt, what did you think? Yeah, I'm not sure if I would say I liked it. I think it, it's well put together. Um, it looks fine. Uh, it's well acted. I mean, I got a, as much as I hated his character, I had to give kudos to Levi Miller, who played Luke, who's like the main kid in this movie. Um, he does a really good job here. I just don't like his character. Um, Olivia DeJong is, um, um, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, the babysitter, and then little Ed Oxenbold, who's not little anymore. He's in his twenties, but uh, when he did this, he was I think thirteen or fourteen. Um, he was in he was in stuff around this time period that um, I thought he was going to be in more as time went on. But I, I maybe I'm just not watching the right things, but I haven't seen him as much. Um, but around this time period, he was in um, like a Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Wildlife that I thought was good. And then he was in um, an M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Visit, which I think is quite good. 
Uh, and then it was this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we have uh, some, I don't know, they're basically glorified cameos from Virginia Madsen and uh, Patrick Warburton, who play the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not in most of the movie. This movie's really, it's got a, it's got a almost nihilistic, but sadistic streak. And I, I'm not much on that. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, I'm just not much on that. And I, one of the problems I have is I have always never liked, I've never liked it when a kid is either a victim in, in a movie like this or a book like this or the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. It just bugs me. And there's been like a, a two or three Agatha Christie novels that I can think of where a child has either been killed or a child is the killer. And I don't like those. I never revisit those. And I, I, I'm just, I'm made, un- I'm uncomfortable by it with that. And so this movie is, you know, and here's the first spoiler. This movie is all centered around, um, a murderous, uh, 12 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Man, I was like, I don't know. I'm not really rolling with this. But again, it kept my interest. I was, you know, it, it's, it takes, like as we said, twists and turns. And But yeah, it's it's pretty sadistic. Yeah, it's funny. I think I kind of, I think I had like the opposite reaction as kind of Ashley said he did. Because I, I kind of came into this one like not expecting too much. I mean, I didn't know any background about it, hadn't heard of it. And it actually, um, I think it's kind of pretty well written in that, like, I mean, I've watched horror movies all my life and it wasn't until, you know, the second or third, like fairly big twist in this that I'm like, okay, these guys are the writers of this film are actually sharper than I gave them any credit for, because I was fairly surprised at the direction this took. And I don't know how heavy spoilery we want to be, but like it, there's several, several points in the movie that, that, that take turns that are unexpected. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Levi Miller is really kind of deplorable, but like great because I, I really, you know, I hated his character, which means he did a really good job of acting. And I think the relationship between uh, he and the character of Garrett were pretty good. Garrett reminded me of, uh, you guys ever see that movie, The Gate? It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He reminded me of Terry from The Gate. You remember <laughs> Terry, the sidekick from The Gate? So, yeah, this, yeah. This has like teenage boys like hanging out. Like, it's, I feel like it was pretty they did a nice natural job of like that relationship. And then, you know, bringing in the crush on the babysitter until, you know, I thought it was going to be a pretty straightforward, like, Oh, who, who's going to terrorize them through the night and are they going to survive? But it's uh, a much different film than that. And I, it does get progressively darker. Um, I didn't think it was going to go as dark as it did. Honestly, I thought, you know, maybe they, they would tie up a few people and, you know, you know, torment them a little bit, but I mean, it gets, pretty brutal um, as bodies kind of start piling up. But I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would, honestly. And I was laughing the other day because I remember when we three talked about uh, Toxic Avenger, because Matt, you were talking about, (laughs) I think you guys were talking about, you were just saying how you, you didn't like seeing like kids as victims or kids as perpetrators. And I remember whenever you're like, Oh, that, that kid gets run over and talks to the is horrifying. I'm like, oh, I loved it. I thought it was very, I thought it was hilarious. I'm kind of like, I'm generally like leaning more towards you these days as I don't, I I usually don't like seeing kids as victims. I remember like Alex Kittner, you know, in Jaws as a kid, like scarred me like, oh, like the shark ate the kid. But um, I've got less tolerance for that these days too, but it didn't bother me in this. Like in this, I was 
I, I feel like it's very black comedy. Um, and, and it didn't, it, I wasn't really too bothered by much in it <laughs> other than, other than I liked it more than I thought it, I would. Huh. Uh, I was I was kind of creeped out even before our, the big twist and we found out that, you know, he's this psychotic killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disturbed just by this relationship he was trying to form with this yeah. girl. Yeah. I mean, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, this just takes it to a whole nother level. Um, but I agree with you. I think that his performance is is great. He's, he's really good in it. I, I still... I kept thinking though. He, I think you said he was thirteen when they made this. I would. That's my guess. Yeah, but based on his age and when this came out and when it was probably made. Yeah, I don't know. I I always think about wow. You know, he was thirteen and he was made to say and do some really horrible things for mm-hmm. this for this movie. Or he wasn't made to. He was allowed to and yeah. chose to do that. But I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable in some way. But um, I mean, something you and I talked about early on in the movie before everything just went sideways in it. Um, I, I, and here's the thing, man, and, and, and Sean, you're a parent, you got two daughters, so maybe you can chime in on this. Things are different now, but like when I was, I mean, we're all three Gen Xers about the same age. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, we're sort of known as like the, the latch keys yeah. generation, but I mean, yeah, Luke is supposed to be 12, but the actor was probably 12 or 13 when they made this. And he looks I mean, he looks a little even older than that. I think so. And yeah. I just remember thinking, like, he's he, he seemed kind of old to even have a babysitter. Yes. Like, if I, when yeah. I was that age. Yeah. When I was that age, I was at home alone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, when I was at, I mean, it, I don't want to say lawless, but, like, my life was, like, you know, I kind of came and went as I needed to. And yeah, I would have never, I don't, I had maybe a handful of babysitters my entire life, you know what I mean? And especially not at his age. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, it's funny, actually, you said you were sort of creeped out by him with this stuff he's trying to do with the babysitter in front. I mean, okay. As an adult, yes, I thought that was inappropriate. But I, I have to, like, I can't lie and say that when I was that age, uh, or actually the younger, I mean, I, I, like I said, by that age, I didn't have a babysitter. But, you know, when I was like nine or 10, um, I had like two or three sort of cycling babysitters that my parents used. Mm-hmm. And there was one of them. I kind of had a small crush on, and I always liked it when, you know, she babysat me, and I always made sure to, like, you know, um, sit, not as close as he was sitting to her <laughs> in this movie, but close-ish, and uh, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, we're on a date. <laughs> we're, like, watching a movie together and stuff, and, and of course, she had no idea. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the difference between, like, me and, and his character. I mean, his character was very forward yeah, uh, with this babysitter, and I, all that was in my mind. But you know, I mean, that's how you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that a young boy would form a crush on his babysitter. Yeah, yeah. I thought this movie, though, like kind of going back to like being well written. I thought it did a nice job of um, kind of like presenting a series of like different red herrings because I remember like right as the movie starts, I was fair. I was I was kind of annoyed because they kind of like. Remember they showed that vehicle and they played the ominous music and I was like, oh, geez, like they're being this obvious, right? You know, at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, you know, what, what's going on here? And, you know, it turns out that really had nothing to do with anything, you know, mm-hmm. that and there was a series of those. So I feel like it was pretty cleverly written, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I didn't really expect I didn't expect it to unfold as it did at all in several different ways. But 
so I, I really do appreciate, I think I appreciate that the most is just, this is one that I didn't really expect a lot from. And I came out thinking, I mean, plucky's not the right word, but I mean, it's, it's pretty um, brazen in that, like, I mean, things go, they push this, they push this about as far as it can go into the, into the dark side until finally there's a bit of a reprieve at the end. But like, as we were speaking about before, it's like, geez, you know, like it's pretty common these days for like horrible things to happen and no one gets punished for anything. And, you know, people can get away with any, you know, I was pretty surprised at how far this went in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. Honestly. Well, I think I agree with you that the, it's real, it's well-written. Mm-hmm. Um, and the twists that happened definitely were surprising to me. Um, so in that sense, I think it's, you know, it's good. Um, I don't think that it was particularly scary or suspenseful. I, I was more disturbed by the movie than yeah. I was made tense by it. Right. Um, I will say that the spiders for me were the scariest part. <laughs> I, 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 I have a bit of arachnophobia and the spiders in this movie are huge. And I, I'm glad they explained yeah. where they came from. Cause I was like, yeah. where, where the heck are they living that they have spiders? Like Which that was a nice little touch. I thought too, yes. even you're like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. glad. Yes. Yeah. They, they kind of tidied it. Mm-hmm. They did a good job at the end kind of yeah. explaining everything. They did. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I do think, you know, again, I, I felt this pretty sadistic, but I do feel it was well-written, I guess. Um, I'm trying to, Sean, maybe you can help me out here. Uh, there's something I was not clear about if it was a plot hole or a mistake or maybe I missed a line of dialogue. But okay. So, I mean, it's 20, 2016. Everyone has cell phones. Um, um, the Luke, sadistic Luke character, he has a cell phone because he's monitoring how far away his parents are. Mm-hmm. Um, the Garrett, Garrett character, he has a cell phone. And then, of course, Ashley, the babysitter, she has one. Except early on, Luke, accidentally as we but we later learn i'm sure on purpose tosses the phone to her but just so it goes into the aquarium mm-hmm. and that's where it stays for a fair amount of the film mm-hmm. and during that time um ashley's boyfriend um mm-hmm. comes over yeah and he says like you know she texted me ashley texted me wanted me to come over um we later learned that it was a trap and that ashley didn't text him but luke texted him and so that's why I came over. And after that revelation, Luke then goes and fetches her, her phone out of the aquarium. So it had been in there the whole time before we could tell. So I was, then I, when that was all revealed, I was like, wait, 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 wait. So how could he have tricked her boyfriend into coming over pretending to be her when he didn't have her phone? Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. There were there were a lot of cell phones going around because <laughs> then then he he didn't he reveal too that he had the her phone in a bag right when he threw right. it in the fish tank right. so it was not like not ruined as 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 you were led to believe but yeah that's a good point I I mean he he could have I guess off camera taken the phone out yeah. texted and, and then, then put, put it back, back in. in. It's kind of weird. It is, but there, there is we we because there is a moment where we lose some time, right? Because mm-hmm. something happens to mm-hmm. her, and then, oh. she, and then she wakes up, right? Mm, that's good we've, point. We've missed some time there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I, I also thought and very nitpicky. I also kind of thought it was kind of strange how Garrett was like 
yeah, all right, I'll just go along with this. And he's like, well, I thought we were just gonna, I thought we were just gonna scare her. And then it was like, he goes along with it as they <laughs> bind her up. And then he goes along. <laughs> he, he just keeps going along with it, which I, I know is meant to illustrate, you know, um, what's the kid's name? Levi. Or what's the, the kid's name? Luke, of the movie? Luke. Luke's like power over him or whatever. As you know, that is how some, you know, kid relationships are. You've got the, the bossy kid and then the underling, but <laughs> Um, I thought that was funny. He just kept going along with <laughs> along with things as they got progressively worse and worse and worse. Um, but I do agree with you, Ashley. It wasn't. It's really not that scary of a movie. It is more. Yeah, it is more like just like a kind of exercise and like brutal. It <laughs> just gets a little more like br- more brutal and brutal as the film goes along and things get more and more out of control. But yeah, I agree with you there. I was reminded a lot when watching this of. Um of all things, Law and Order. Because I've watched a lot of Law and Order over the years, and every now and then they'll do an episode where, like, it's a child perpetrator Mm -hmm. or a kid perpetrator, and they'll get, they'll be put on trial in family or wherever and tried as an adult or something. And it's fairly heinous crimes. But the whole thing is just like, well, but are they really guilty or did they really do it or are they remorseful and stuff? And sometimes, you know, like, the kid is maybe really disturbed or mm-hmm. is messed up and like yeah they they didn't know what they were doing or they are they are remorse, remorseful and sometimes they portray the kid as just being like a like like this kid mm-hmm. and, and eventually cracks and shows like their true colors and so i was reminded of like those type of law and order episodes when watching this because i'm like wow we're actually seeing it before yeah <laughs> before all the and, and and i'm like this kid like he needs to be locked away forever. <laughs> he is irredeemable. And that sounds terrible, but if you see what he does in this movie, he cannot be out in society. <laughs> yeah, this is um, very purposefully like the anti-Home Alone. I mean, it's very, I mean, that's all on purpose, I'm sure. But, you know, from booby traps to, you know, kids being home to, you know, it's 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 basically like the darkest version of Home Alone <laughs> that you can imagine, mm-hmm. which I appreciate it. I thought, I, you know, I feel like that's a nice little wink, wink to uh, another Christmas movie that is based around a child being home alone. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you give this out of ten, Sean? Um, I mean, I'm not going to give it anything too high. I, I was entertained by it more. I would say I'm probably going to give it like a six point five. <laughs> I would give it a six point four, Ashley. Six point three. Yeah, I I, did, I I may have come along a little too strong in my love for this movie, but no, I'm, I I was a lot more entertained than I thought I'd be, and there's a lot to appreciate about it. And for me, it's basically how far they are we're, we're willing to go with the whole thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, that means our score is a six point four. So, <laughs> Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me as always. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.